while we were yet sinners that you died for us that God showed his love for us he demonstrated our, his love for us in that while we were yet sinners Jesus died for us open our eyes this morning Lord we ask you Father that you would open our eyes to what the truth of the word of God is not what we see with our natural eyes but what you see because you're the father of us all you are God the father Abba father the Bible says so let us see what you see today let us hear what you hear we thank you Jesus we give you all the praise I pray for those that are here this morning Lord that their ears would be in tuned to hear that their heart would be open to hear what you're speaking that our eyes would be open to see because the things that we see Lord like Kelly said they're just temporal they, they're not the Bible goes on in that scripture and says they're temporal they, they, they really are not eternal but you give us vision to be able to see the eternal so my prayer today is that you would consume us consume us with your love consume us with your glory consume us with who you want us to be and we thank you for it we give you all the praise and all the people said amen hallelujah god is good amen aren't you glad to know your love the bible says even when you don't behave he still loves you now that's a good thing only my mom and dad maybe some sometimes maybe not but hallelujah let's pick up our bibles and make this confession today Everybody say this with me. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Turn to somebody and say, it's too simple to mess up. Hallelujah. Well, we're glad you're here this morning. Uh, last three or four weeks, three weeks, I guess I shared on uh, disaster relief. And um, Pastor Bill asked me if I would continue to share this Sunday. And so... Uh, I was praying about this message. Now, I know I'm, I'm taking a little liberty today, so, but most of you know me, so you know. Uh, years ago, I used to do lots of musicals in this church and, and write the plays and do the music. And we used to, we used to have so many people involved in them, we, we had to invite people to come sit in the seats because we got the whole church involved. <laughs> I'd start out with 10 people and end up with like 75 up here on this stage with a bunch of drapes. And, uh, but for some reason, sometimes God speaks to me and it's like seriously you want me to say that you want me to do that but I trust God everybody say trust God and uh, I this just came to me that this whole month of October is harvest time you know uh, my husband and I like we like to go for rides some of you hear our stories of rides but one day we we kind of got lost we weren't really lost but we didn't really know where we were but we're never lost right honey that's what he says. We're never lost. We're still on the planet. We'll find a way out of this. And so we're out there, and all of a sudden, these green, big green things, you know, we come to the edge of a field, and the corn's still high in some of the fields, and here come these green, big things down the road. And, you know, they look big out in the field, but when they're right in front of your car, I mean, those people are way up there, 
you know, now, back in the day when I was young, nobody got to have air conditioning. But now they're all closed in. Looks real comfortable. I think I could do it. And so, <laughs> you know, they're up there. They're, they're going down the road. And there's not just one piece of equipment, but, like, there's, like, five or six pieces of equipment. And uh, yesterday we were taking our uh, grandchildren up to the, to the pumpkin patch up by Michigan City. Why we go so far, don't ask. But anyway, <laughs> we were all the way up there. And I said to him, look in the field. Do you see? Do you see what they're doing with that corn? And it was the process where they're, I don't know what that thing is, but anyway, it's got a spout and it's pouring the corn into the semi. And I said, somehow those machines know how to separate everything and get it where it's supposed to be and, and get it to where it's supposed to go. And, and when the process is all done, all of that goes for something important. And uh, so they're harvesting, you know, they planted a long time ago in the spring. Uh, they've done what they need to do to fertilize and make it happen. And now it's happening. And I believe in the earth, it's happening, you know, not just because it's fall here, but because it's happening. Uh, I've been around, you know, this summer quite a bit. I think God just took me to show me, uh, because he said this, you're, you're just sowing a seed for what's going to happen where you are. And, and I could see that all around the world, God is, uh, it looks, it looks really bad. But I'm telling you, when Paul and Silas were in the jail and the earthquake happened, to a lot of people it looked bad. But to people of God, it was freedom. Everybody say freedom. And so I believe that God is going to set Muslims free. I I believe he's going to set Hindus free. I believe people are going to get born again. I don't believe it's God's desire that anybody go to hell. And instead of being so angry and upset with everything, uh, we need to praise God and say, this is our opportunity. We are going to see the world one for Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm not as big as those combines, but in us, everybody say in us is the greater one. He is bigger than anything we see. And so when we go down that road with all of our equipment, which is everything God's placed in us by the Holy Spirit, we are his chosen people. It says in first Peter two, nine, we are called out of darkness. Everybody say darkness. That's what you read in the newspapers. That's what you see on TV. That's a lot of darkness, but we are in the light. Turn your name and say, I'm like E.F. Hutton. When I speak, everybody should listen. Hallelujah. If you're speaking what God's saying, that's the truth. Now, sometimes we're not speaking the right thing. Nobody needs to listen to that. That's what I say to my husband when I'm crashing and then he picks me right up by the spirit. You know what Pastor Bill says? Suck it up and keep going. That's my instruction. So if you wonder why I'm the way I am, it's because I live with him. And, um, there's no downtime. You know, we need to keep going and doing what God says. So today, um, I'm going to talk about this, and I don't know how long, but everybody say ancestors. ancestors. You know, we come from a line, a bloodline, a bloodline in the earth. It goes all the way back to God, but we're going to start with Abraham. And uh, if you look in the Bible, and the title of this message is Your Ancestry at Bible.org. That's original. That's just abbreviation for original. And how many of you have seen Ancestry on, uh, look up your Ancestry on television? And these guys are standing there, or this lady, you know, I didn't know where I came from. And then I, then I found a leaf. Well, I was in the park, and you know, the leaves are falling. And suddenly God spoke to me about this message. And that we have leaves, but they're this. This is, this is our, we got a whole tree. 
We do. The word of God. And that's how we identify who our ancestors are. Now, if you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, that means there was a change when you got born again. Yes, you have natural family. And we love our natural family. I'm thankful for my roots. My, my great-grandma and three or four other people started in Logansport the Evangelical United Brethren Church. And uh, she, I think I'm where, the way I am today because of her. So when you get to heaven, talk to her. Her name's Molly. And you can understand why I'm, I think she prayed me into this situation, but I am thankful. Everybody say thankful for, for my great grandma, Molly. And so, you know, we don't think about those things, even in the natural. I was thinking of your dad, your grandpa. He was such a wonderful man, such a heart for people. That's who I thought about last night when I was thinking about this message with your dad. You know, we all have a heritage in our family. We have ancestors. And I'm sure if you went back, there's other people in Dan's family. And Kelly's dad, if you've never seen him, man, he is a, he's like a wild man to get people saved. But he used to be on drugs and he knows the difference. How many of you know if God's delivered you, you know from where you've come. And so, you know, I was thinking about different people, but especially you guys, that Um, ancestry is very important. Well, now this next thing you're now, this is where you have to hold on here. Let's go to Genesis first. I'll read a little of the Bible before I, before I put this on you. Okay. Are you ready? Let's look at Genesis. Everybody say ancestors are important to God. How many of you have ever read the word of God where it goes? And then so-and-so begat so-and-so begat so-and-so. And you think, oh dear God, Lord, why does it matter who begat who, you know, but it matters. Everybody say it matters. And if you've ever read through the Bible, I have tried to skip those first eight chapters of some of that. And God says, no, go read every name. But, you know, as I've read through the Bible year after year after year, I I keep underlining more new names. You know, I kind of remember who that guy was. And so this is what it says in 27 of Genesis 11. This is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran begot Lot. And Haran died before his father Terah in his native land in Ur of the Chaldeans. Then Abram and Nahor took wives. And the name of Abraham's wife was Sari, or whatever they called her back then, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, and the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. Now, take a while to go through all that. I don't have time. But say it's important. See, uh, why would God put it? This is the inspired word of God. This is where our heritage is. These are where we hear about those leaves in our ancestry. And it says she was barren. She had no child. And Terah took his son, Abram, and his grandson, Lot, because his brother had died. So he had him and the son of Aaron and his daughter-in-law, Sari, and his son, Abram's, his son, Abram's wife. And they went out with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to the land of Canaan. And they came to Haran and dwelt there. So the days of Terah were 205 years and Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord had said, everybody say the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country. See, God's always sending his people to possess just what Kelly said. We possess everywhere we go. We possess the land. We're not possessed. We possess. Okay. You're not ever possessed as a believer. You cannot be the devil and God do not occupy the same space. So you will never be possessed. But this is what it says. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. Everybody say family's important, but God's will for your life supersedes everything. 
okay? But you still have family. And then it says, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Everybody say ancestors. See, way, way back there, with Abraham, we, we know him as the Father Abraham. You know those old songs we learned in Sunday school, Father Abraham, Father Abraham, many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. And so that's, he was the Father. Everybody say the Father. And so when God says this, this, this all ultimately gets all the way through this book, it gets to you through Jesus. Because when you read in Matthew, here we go again at the beginning, the first gospel, Matthew chapter one, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So God just goes backwards to all of those descendants. And why does he do that? Well, I wondered myself, but I believe it has to do with us recognizing who we are, who God has called us to be, you know, in the earth, in the natural, many times you'll see a family and, uh, the dad's a a dentist, the son's a dentist, and now the grandson's going to be a dentist. Well, you know, those are callings of God on that family line. I believe that. And so not everybody always does the same thing, but we all have a call. We all have a heritage. And this is what it says in Luke 2, 4, Joseph, about Joseph, it says that he was of the, uh, let's look at, I mean, this is Luke. I'm sorry, Luke 2, 4. This is Joseph, who was Jesus uh, not his real father, but who raised Jesus. And it says in two, four, Joseph also went up out of Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house. Everybody say the house and the lineage of David. Okay. So, you know, Abraham and David, and then there's Jesus. And then Paul became part of that lineage that goes, you know, back because he became one of the apostles and then he delivered Jesus to the world. And so in a spiritual heritage, it's not always just a natural son or daughter. It's a spiritual son or daughter. So God cares about where you came from and who is in your lineage. And lineage means a group of individuals tracing descent from a common ancestor. Everything came from God. He created everything. But Adam was first. Adam and Eve messed up. Eventually we got to Abraham. And then it says, especially such a group of persons whose common ancestor is regarded as its founder. (laughs) Well, the founder of covenant that we're in is Abraham. The Abrahamic covenant is the the father, you know, the old covenant. That is the old covenant. That's who God made the old covenant with. He made other covenants with Noah. He made a covenant with Adam. But the covenant that Jesus Christ fulfilled, which is the covenant that applies to your life, came from Abraham. So our ancestor all the way back is Abraham. And that's why we sang that song, Father Abraham. Now, as I was in the park, or as I was by the river praying, for some reason, I thought of Mulan. Have any of you seen the movie Milan? Well, um, I'm just going to play this little trailer that's about the movie, and then I want to show you something. So will you play this trailer real quick? Now, this is just what the movie's about. The Huns have invaded China. 
One man from Can every you turn family that up? must serve in the Imperial Army. Father, you can't go. She risked everything to save her family's honor. The greatest gift and honor is having you for a daughter. Remastered with enhanced digital picture and sound. You the man! Well, sort of. With the unforgettable songs that made this film a Listen classic. Listen to this song. When will my reflection show who I am inside? Let's get down to business. Oh, I think you've seen it. The Hun. Experience all the fun. My ancestors sent a lizard to help me. Hey, drag gun. I don't do that tongue thing. And all the adventures. Like me. Critics say this warrior is a winner. <laughs> Jump back. I'm pretty hot, huh? Okay, you cut that now. You don't meet Put a that. girl like that. Every dynasty. You don't meet a girl like that every dynasty. Everybody say ancestors. Okay, so now play this. This is the one I saw first. And it's the beginning of the movie. I've only seen it once. But I just came to my mind where they go and wake up the ancestors. It, 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 so let's just watch. You know, let's just watch. Now, now, you know, don't shout me down here too quick. Okay, here we go. My protection, great ancestor. Turn it up. Say the word and I'm there. Mushu. Let me say something. Anyone who's foolish enough to threaten our family, vengeance will be mine. Mushu. These are the family guardians. They protect the family. And you, O demoted one. I ring the guard. That's right. Now, wake up the ancestors. One family reunion. Come right up. Okay, people, people, let's go. Come on, get up. Let's move it. Rise and shine. Y'all, way past the music thing. Trust me. I knew it. I knew it. That Mulan was a troublemaker from the start. Don't look at me. She gets it from your side of the family. She's just trying to help her father. But if she's discovered, Baju will be forever shamed. Dishonor will come to the family. Traditional values will disintegrate. Not to mention they'll lose the farm. My children never caused such trouble. They all became acupuncturists. Well, we can all be acupuncturists. No. Your great-granddaughter had to be a cross-dresser. Let a guardian bring her back. Yes, awaken the most cunning. No, the swiftest. No, send the wisest. Silence! We must send the most powerful of all. <laughs> okay, okay, I get the drift, I'll go. <laughs> Y'all don't think I can do it? Watch this here. 
Jump back, I'm pretty hot, huh? Don't make me have to sing nobody to prove no point. You had your chance to protect the path, Emily. Your misguidance led Fartane to disaster. Yeah, thanks a lot. And your point is... The point is, we will be sending a real dragon to retrieve Mulan. But, but I'm a real dragon. You are not worthy of this spot. Now, awaken the great stone dragon. So you get back to me on that job, Payne? Well, that may be the way you feel about your life right there. But God doesn't feel that way about you. And what, what it was, you know, I, you know, I hesitated to play it because I thought, Lord, we don't believe in conjuring up people. But we have the Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. And he came from God. He came because Jesus came. And when Jesus left, he gave us the Holy Spirit. Now, it, he's a lot smarter than Mushu, this guy. Uh, but, but he is forever with us. Everybody say with us. And, and so the premise of that is that there'll be somebody with you to help you from your family. Everybody say family. And because we are from the family of God, he has given us a helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And he's always with us. And we are going to encounter things. If you go back to the trailer of that movie, and this is what I feel. Uh, how many of you know the scripture? It says in Proverbs 3, lean not to your understanding, but trust in the Lord. Then it goes on and says, honor the Lord. Everybody say honor. honor. Honor the Lord with all your first fruits. You know, uh, God has put within you things that you're to honor God with. And we're to connect with the Holy Spirit to use those things that God's put in our lives for the season we're in. In other words, that what's make, that's what makes us come down the road as a, a combine. Or we come down the road as the one that pours the grain. Or we come down the road as the semi. Doesn't matter what you come down the road of road in or disguised as you're coming down that road to harvest led by the Holy Spirit from your father. Everybody say father, father. from father God. Yeah. And your roots are in Abraham who had a covenant just uh, like this. When it says uh, you've been an embarrassment to that family before God cares about family. And, and I feel like this message is not just about the harvest, but about family. Everybody say the household of faith. You know, um, your household belongs to God. Now, that's if you are the only one in it, then that's the that's who it belongs to. If you have yourself and a, a mate, then, you know, you're the household of God. If you are yourself and your children, some people um, I know several people uh, that are raising their grandchildren. Grandparents are raising their grandchildren. Everybody say there's a heritage. There's 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 things that those children are to learn from their parents. And uh, I know if you, how many of you have raised children in here and how many of you've had one that say just like their father. And then there's this other one that says just like her mother. And then there's these who say, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> well, you know, every one of them has something in them from, from an ancestor. They have something in them that came from somebody else. And in that identification is, is a, the ability to look back and say, well, that's where I came from. And I don't know that the church knows where they came from. And if you look at the old covenant, many times the, 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 uh, kings would change from a good king. We talked about this last month, a bad king, a good king, a bad king, a good king. But there's, there's an identification for all of us spiritually. Everybody say spiritually. And we came from good seed. 
Do you believe that? And so when you know where you came from, then even if you make a mistake or you do something wrong, where did you come from? You came from good seed. And, uh, and, and I want us to look at what reminded me of this, this that I watched was uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, where it says there's a great cloud of witnesses that are watching us. Now, they're not, they're not like that group. You know, you don't go conjure up whoever to help you do what you do. We already have the Holy Spirit. We don't need to do any of that crazy stuff. In the Old Covenant, they did that kind of stuff. Conjure up. Do you remember it was uh, Saul who wanted uh, the, the medium to conjure up Samuel so he could find out what was going on. But we don't have to deal with people as far as what we can do today. But we do look back at our roots and say, this is in me. This is in me. When God said to Abraham that, that he would be the father of many nations, that's not like we know the United States or Russia or those things. It's people groups. Everybody say people groups. And there's many people groups around the world. And God is the father of all of them, of all of them. Now, whatever religion they got into, that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about who God made. And there's people groups all over the world. So when you look at the harvest, you can't look at, well, you know, those are the Muslims and they're never going to get it. Or this person's never going to get it because they've been raised. No, everybody came from God and everybody came from Abraham. So everybody originally in God's intent was supposed to live in this covenant. Amen. Are you getting this today? So when we go to rescue people, we're not rescuing a religious person. We're rescuing a child of God. Now this is in the big picture, but think about your house. How many of you have some relatives that, you know, need some help? Uh, I believe that God is going to harvest like we have never seen in families. Uh, you know, and, and especially in the families of God where people have known God and then run off to some other thing. How many of you know people like that? That, you know, they once were just like on fire and then where, where'd they go? Well, the enemy has brought something that has diverted them. They've had a disappointment. Whatever the reason, God cares about those people because they belong to him. And so what he does is he says to the people of God, if you look at Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, and this is us. We have an assignment from God, uh, just like uh, Pastor Dan said this morning. You know, we've, we've been called into the earth to administrate over everything. But we're administrating for our Father. That's who we're administrating for. We're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for our, for our Father. And so it says in Hebrews 12, when it gives us an assignment uh, after we, this is, basically where we left off in the other series it says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto who Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we consider Jesus, but when we consider Jesus, it says then we have to consider also the whole house of David. Then we have to consider Abraham. Then we have to consider 
God himself. And so when we, when we go through all those things, we get a better identification of who we are. I think the body of Christ is shrinking back from what God has assigned us to be in the earth, which is love. We are to walk in love. The love is the basis of everything because God is love. But there's also a side of God that is powerful that takes authority, that takes dominion, that takes back and possesses what God called us to possess. I am called as a mom to possess the land for my family. Everybody say family. family. Now, they may not always do what I want them to do, but that doesn't change what I do. Could I say that again? <laughs> what my children do, what my grandchildren do does not affect what I do. Because, you know, I, I am a faith person. Everybody say faith. If you look at the hall of faith, which I call it in Hebrews 11, there's a whole hall of faith. And it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen or not seen. For by it the elders, that would be the people who were mature spiritually, obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Everybody say visible. So it goes on. It says in verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place, which, which he would receive as an inheritance. In other words, he wasn't going to get it. God was going to give it to him. Everybody say, give it to him. Why? Because he's in the family line. Are you getting this? I hope you are because it excites me to think that God is saying, wake up and know who you are. Wake up and possess what I gave you to possess. And it says it starts in your own house. And so, you know, many, many people, many Christian people, many people who are not Christian have messes in their homes. It's harvest time, folks. It's harvest time for those young people to get where they're supposed to be and be who God called them to be. Last night we were riding in the car and uh, my grandson, who's a sophomore at Harrison, um, he started talking to his pop. Now we're going down the highway and pop begins to deliver a sermon. <laughs> and that's what Jack called it. He said, boys, pop said, finally, I think I've gone to preaching. And, uh, and, and Jack said, I took off my earphones cause pop was pre preaching. <laughs> but uh, my grandson began to ask his grandfather about what's happening. Now this happened because his grandfather gave him a book on how to kill a million people, how to kill 11, million. 11 million people, which is about the Holocaust. He devoured the book. Then he gave him a book of a man who was in the Holocaust. He devoured the book. Then he began to ask questions about how did that really happen? With his own mind, he began to ask questions. He began to talk to, to Pastor Bill about things. And his grandfather, on the way home from going to buy clothes and do all these things, which nearly killed us. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in the car. He says, I'm so tired, I can hardly keep my eyes open. <laughs> well, I found out why, honey. You left the heat on the seat. <laughs> I got in the car this morning that I, bleh, by the time I got here, my whole be behind was hot. And, uh, you know, he, he nearly, he nearly put himself to sleep with heat, but you know, he, but he came right awake. Everybody say right awake. When Carter began to ask him, what is this about? See, there's, a, there's an important place that we all play. Parent, grandparent, 
friend, relative that has got to start taking place. And, you know, because he's in, in the public school system, he's running into situations where he's being taught things. Well, he just decided to speak up in this one situation. And this one girl said one thing. He said something else. He said, I won't go into the whole details, but he was right. And he, he said a few things and she raised her hand and said, I'd like to move somewhere else in the room. (laughs) And he said, that's unbelievable. Go ahead and move. (laughs) Well, you know, just because he disagreed with her, she's moving to the other side of the room. People will disagree, but when you fortify and you have now, you know, pastor Bill didn't say everybody listen in the car. I'm going to tell you what it is. He didn't do that. His grandson, he gave him things that he felt like he was supposed to, to look at. And he loves to read. So he started devouring. Now he's talking about the election. Now he's talking about the values of, a, of what's going on in our nation. W- who's saying what? Why are they doing that? What's going on? And he is 15. Everybody say that's important. See, you know, we have a responsibility. We come from a family line that God wants to extend down into the generations. And it doesn't come from dressing like them. It doesn't come from being like them. It comes from being who God called you to be. You know, if my husband dressed like his grandson or I dressed like some of the young ladies in school today, you would all be leaving the church. We are not to become like people. We're to become like God. And that's our example. And that's what the word of God talks about. So when I begin to look at this, I thought it says in Galatians 3.26, for you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Everybody say that's what the word says. It goes on in Galatians 3.29 and says, if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What does that mean? We are heirs of the covenant that God made with Abraham that Jesus Christ fulfilled. He didn't eradicate it. He fulfilled it. And it makes us have a way to do what we're supposed to do. I believe it's time for heaven to be seen on earth. Absolutely. And it's not going to be seen if we don't start where we are. You know, when it says our father, everybody say our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. See what we have going on here is a real warfare that happens up there in one of those heavenlies, but we are the children of God. So we have an authority, we have a place, we have the ability to do something. And as I was looking at this, I began to think about how, um, you know, Jesus said in Matthew 10, go to the lost sheep of Israel. That's, that's where Jesus started, the lost sheep of Israel. It was Paul who brought the, the gospel to the Gentiles, which includes all of us who we are today. But in, the, in there, it says, and go and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everybody say at hand. That means it's here. It, it's, it's happening. As, as uh, Bill began to preach or really share with Carter, it became like preaching. I was getting kind of tickled over there. I didn't say a word. But, you know, once Bill gets on a roll, he has so much knowledge. But see, they think he's just the coolest. Those kids. They, 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 they said, how does he know so much? I said, because he reads all the time. Well, Carter loves to read. And so Bill said, just keep reading, Carter. 
and, and you'll figure it out. He doesn't tell him what to believe. He gives him knowledge and understanding. But then he began to take him to the Bible. In the beginning, it was all just the natural things that are happening. But then he began to tell him about the Word of God and what's coming. And at the end, he said, Pop, is Jesus about to come right now? And Bill said, well, I think Jesus could come whenever. I mean, I don't know the timing, but... The important thing is that we are aware of what's going on. We know truth. And you know, he said earlier, he said, what I liked about that book was it says you have to know the truth. And so Bill was eventually able to take him back to the word of God and tell him this is the truth. Everybody say the truth. Do you know, young people can figure it out if they have enough good information. (laughs) But when the only information they have is what people, you know, you may have a child that's rebellious. You can't keep saying, well, they're rebellious. You know, they're just like maybe you had an ancestor that was rebellious. Don't say that. You curse the root of those kind of things and you say what God has to say about them. And if you're not saying it about them, believe me, it's not being set out in the world for the right motives. If it's being said nice things to them, there's a motive behind that could take them the wrong way. And so, you know, when I read this week about the young person who took a gun to Jeff and then some other kids wrote graffiti in the bathroom and all these things are happening. And then I have a a new little granddaughter-in-law and she, she goes online and puts on Bronco, da, 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 you know, all positive, you know, she's got the cheerleaders. Of course, she's a cheerleader. And so she's saying all this positive stuff. I thought that's what needs to happen more. There needs to be more positive stuff about what God says than what the devil is saying. We cannot continue to to put them down. It will not lift them up. When Jesus came, he didn't come to put people down. He came to lift them up. He said he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But then he went on and said, I didn't come to judge the world. I came not to condemn the world. I came to save the world. And so when we realize who our heritage is and we begin to do what they do, then we'll begin to see God who be who he is. It says in John 4, 35 through 38, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They're already white unto harvest. And it says that you're going to actually reap a harvest that somebody else sowed. Uh, you know, some of, some of you, you know, it's like my grandma, she sowed seeds in me way back there. I mean, I was 16 when she said, I want you to play the organ in the church. I thought, I don't want to play the organ in the church. And why do I have to play the organ in the church? Because your grandma said you're playing the organ. Here she is in her little granny black shoes and her black dress sitting there like this. I thought, well, who wants to play the organ in this church anyway? But I was 16. Everybody say 16. Everybody out there looked old, old to me. Now I'm older than them. (laughs) But it's okay. Everybody say it's okay. She was 86 when she died. I was 16. I didn't understand her at all. But today you're uh, in the beginning when God first told me what I was supposed to do. He said, you remember your grandma? She sowed those seeds in you. I thought, boy, talk about rebellion. It didn't bother her. She didn't even blink. Just go to the organ and play the organ. There was no like, I'd rather not. That didn't affect her at all. Because she was a woman of God. She was a woman of faith. And she spoke over us girls. She, I know she did over my mom, over our family. And so we'll talk more about this, but I want you to get this today. We have an ancestry that we come from 
beyond our natural family. If you're here today and you didn't have such a good natural family life, well, the good news is God's got a great one for you. And it's been planned before you ever were in the earth. So whoever raised you, that's, that's not who makes you who you are. They contribute. You know, I contributed. There's genes in me that are in my children, Bills, and, and uh, I get tickled when sometimes somebody will say, you know, they look just like their grandpa. He isn't even their grandpa. <laughs> but what is it they see? Things about them, behaviors and things. So it's important. But beyond that is a greater thing. You come from godly seed, just like Jesus. Amen. Let's stand this morning. I want to pray for you. If you're here today and uh, you've become discouraged like that little mooshu, you know, they said, oh, no, you're not going. You're not sending you. You'll be a mess. You'll mess it all up. But in the end, he didn't mess it up. Now, he did some crazy stuff sometimes, but in the end, he became who he was supposed to be. And he wasn't a great big, whatever they were looking for, what was it? Uh, dragon. dragon. But he was a little dragon with a big inside. Did you hear what she sang? When will they see my image will show who I am inside? That's what God wants to do in the body of Christ. Doesn't matter who your natural dad is. Woody Woodson's coming. He preached a message here once. Uh, who's your daddy? <laughs> I remember that message. We'll never forget that message. Everybody say, who's your daddy? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter who your daddy was. That's why you don't have to abort a baby that came out of rape. Doesn't matter. What matters is you have a daddy. His name is God. And he's got a plan for your life. So if it's all screwed up today, there's a better way. And God's got it for you today. You just got to know where he came from, okay? Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you for every person here today. Thank you for the life of God in them. I thank you, Father, that you created a family for success. And that success is not about money and fame and fortune. That success is that they would fulfill the will and plan of God for their life. And they would possess every piece of land that they were to possess. I pray today. Lord, I know that you want to be the father, the father that everybody in this church looks to, no matter what situation they've had. And, you know, sometimes it's not that we had a bad father or bad mother or our grandparent raised us or whatever. It's just that due to all the circumstances, having to look through all those things that happen in our lives, we can't see it. They weren't bad. We aren't bad. There is a bad devil. There is evil in the earth that is there. But we've been made overcomers through Jesus Christ. So if you're here today with Christ, the Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I want to encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you may say, what does that mean? I was in church all my life, but I never really gave Jesus my heart. I didn't know what I didn't know I was supposed to. But once I knew it, I did. And something changed in my life. He became the most real person in my whole life. And God wants to have that relationship with you today. So if you're here today and you say, well, I've never really done that. I, I mean, I know about religion, but I don't know about that relationship stuff. Or maybe you did walk with God and then something happened and things got all messed up. 
today you want to make get it right with God. That's not to throw blame on anybody else. That's just to say, I just need to get it right so I can be who God called me to be. If that's you, would you lift your hand? I want to pray for you before we go. We always want to take this time because that's the most important thing in every service that happens is that people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus and they don't leave here without that. Anybody? Okay, now now I want to pray about this father thing. Um, you may be here today and, you know, the very last part of Malachi, it says that um, the hearts of the fathers will be turned toward the children and the children's hearts will be turned toward their fathers. That was God's intention. And when he says that, that's not just the natural father. That's the father of faith, the, the fathers that have gone before them because they had lost total sight of where they were supposed to be and what they were supposed to be doing. They were so far away from God that God got, he stopped talking to them. And there was no word of God for over 400 years till Jesus came. Maybe you're here today and, and you have some issues. You know, maybe there are some situations that you just need to know in your heart. And you know that's you today. Uh, I need healing in that area of my life. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand. I want to pray for you today. You just, you have family relationships, not maybe just father, mother, friends, uh, things that, things that God, uh, that God wants to heal in your life today that have to do with your family situation. If that's you, would you just lift your hand? I want to pray for you. Yeah. I see the hands and God sees your heart. More importantly, yeah, I see your hand. Father, I thank you today that this is a day where light has come over darkness in Jesus name and it says when light comes in darkness is dispelled and so we thank you today that the lies of the enemy are dispelled in that arena of your life because this is freedom to be who God called you to be this is so important because everybody needs to get to be who God called them to be everybody needs to be that and so today, I pray over you that have lifted your hand in Jesus' name. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for you right where you are. But, but I want all of you to agree with me. How many of you know you could be a better, be, do better in this area of your life of making sure that you're on track with what God called you to be? Not what other people think you ought to be, but what God, yeah, my hand is up. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray this morning for those that lifted their hands. I pray that the people of this house... Their identification is in God. Their identification is not in who they came from in the natural, but who they came from, from the kingdom of God and who they're called to be in Jesus' name. I pray for healing today of hurts and wounds in people in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that, that there is never, never a time when it's too late. It's always right on time. And I thank you for delivering people from situations and circumstances in this house today where they have been hindered from what God called them to be, who God designed them to be because of situations or circumstances with family. I thank you, Father, that they begin to do what God called them to do. I thank you they see themselves, number one, first and foremost, as a child of God, that they have come into the earth 
through his design, not anybody else's. And I thank you, Lord, that they are designed for prosperity. They are designed for prosperity in every area of their life, health, in their joy, in their peace, in the things that God has called them to. I break holds off of people that are controlled by other people in their family, and they are not fulfilling their divine destiny because they've got their eyes on family and not on God. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I loose them to be who God called them to be. I thank you, Lord, that we are fit for the kingdom because of who God made us to be, not because of who other people think we ought to be. And in Jesus' name, that the harvest that is out there for each person in this room. I want you to say this. I have a harvest field. I am called to possess what God put me in the earth to possess. And I can see by the eye of faith what that is. I thank you that I am moving forward. I am moving forward with power, with authority to possess all that God has for me and those I'm assigned to, those I'm assigned to will know Jesus. They will walk with Jesus because by the spirit, they were created to walk with Jesus. And my mouth will agree with the word of God and not what I see in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen.